Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another podcast of the Daily Mind. How is everyone's Thursday evening going? How was your day? Hopefully, all is well. If you are still breathing, that means you have survived the Thursday. Of course, uh, it's always a good thing knowing to come home and just being home, man. That's like the biggest victory of the day. Uh, yes, for sure. Um, yeah, my day was pretty good. The weather was fantastic. Um, nice and warm, clear, clear skies. It's, you know, typical uh, September flare of weather, okay? Uh, just a beautiful overall day. Um, I love it. So, <laughs> the only caveat to the day, um, this fucking Fitbit watch, it kind of just shit the bed on me. Uh, my wife kind of gave it to me as a hand-me-down. It was a Versa 2 when I went and bought her the Versa 4. To be honest with you, I, I like Fitbit watches because, you know, they, they really motivate you to go work out, go walk around or something because there's nothing cooler than counting how many steps you've done during the day. Now, either it's just me getting older or I'm really kind of starting to care about my health and fitness. Maybe. I don't know. But anyway, um, it's funny because a few days ago or last week, the um, heart rate monitor of the watch stopped. Now, if you're familiar with Fitbit's, or any sort of um, exercise watch, particularly Fitbit, um, you see the little green light, like, you know, flashing under the watch. You can't see it when you wear it. You see it probably maybe a, a little bit. But when you take it off, you can see the light flashing. It's, it's basically taking your heart rate. Um, it just stopped working. And I did the whole reset. I looked online, trying to find some remedies to fix the problem. It worked for a little bit, and then it stopped. Now, today, I did a whole different thing where I deleted the app, uninstalled the app, reinstall the app, turn the watch off a few times. Now it just doesn't read anything. It's everything on there is just blank, 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 blank. And the only thing it does is tell time. So I went to two stores, one including Walmart, and yet like the, they none of them had the Versa 4, but they had this new one called the Sense 2, which actually measures how stressed you are during the day. $300. I was like, no. So of course, last resort, Amazon and luckily me as a prime user I get it next day so I, I went all out and it had a good deal um, where you could get the the watch as a package you get the watch the cover like the the uh, screen protector and this uh, case sort of to protect the watch because honestly you know being a military member these watches um, you know I would typically wear G-Shocks okay um, I've been beating up G-Shocks for years while in the military but these more sensitive watches like these uh Samsung watches, Apple watches, Fitbits, they're not quite, you know, strong as a um, as a G-Shock. So now, you know, you could get things to kind of help that a little bit because, you know, we do train in some pretty harsh conditions. So, you know, like you, you, you want to bring the Fitbit but, or the Apple watch or whatever, but you got to protect it at all costs. You know, once you get that one scratch on it, there's no turning back. So I was like, all right, so I got the deal. Comes tomorrow. I'm actually looking forward to it. And, um... Yeah, so that way I can start measuring everything right now. Right now, this Versa 2 is just its just a watch that tells time. Like, it, all the biometrics and everything doesn't fucking work. But it's measuring my steps and stuff through the phone, but it's just not through the watch. So, what you know, what fun is that? So I got that on the way. That's probably the most exciting part of my day. I know that sounds pretty sad, but, you know, I am a very lame guy. Anyway, so... um. The way this show goes, sometimes I tend to lose track, but today is the last episode of season 10. Yeah, finally, season 10, 10 seasons down, 10 seasons. So with that being said, um, 
what I like to do is when I start the new season, I like to start uh, first episode of the next, the following week. So IE would be either Monday or Tuesday would be the first episode of season 10. So it's like a little bit of a gap, gives me a few days off. And what it does is it, it allows me to um, go into my think tank and to think of something a little bit more creative for the show. All right, I'm still working on getting guests and people for the show, but I, I slowly see in that change. I'm going to have probably other people speaking on here too and going back to past topics um, to speak on as well or maybe something new, something to give the show a little bit of longevity. So that's coming up soon too. And then, of course, in between the time I work on a new art cover and shit like that. So <clears throat> now that some of you know what I look like, I have yet for somebody to run into me and be like, hey, you're that guy that does the Daily Mind podcast. I ain't that fucking popular. But, you know, I I'm waiting for the day when somebody actually recognized me. Now, hopefully they don't come at me and be like, yeah, this thing you talked about was stupid or, you know, whatever. We'll see. Um, anyway, so because there will not be an episode tomorrow and tomorrow's Friday, where I typically do, um, is there such thing as a stupid question? Well, guess what? Today is going to be. Today's episode is going to be, is it, such, is it a such thing as a stupid question? So, yeah. One of my favorite segments uh, or special episodes that I do, because I do two of them, every Monday I do News Out of a Hat, and every Friday I do, is there such thing as a stupid question, where I go and I pick random ass answers and questions from a website, I've said it many times. If you don't know what it is, look it up. And um, I just read what the hell people are asking each other out there. So already five minutes into the show. Let's get it. I'm going to get right into it. I'm going to look up the first question of the day. And um, one of them is, uh, oh, I got two of them here. Oof, 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 my own. All right. So uh, this first question already right off the back is why a husband allows his wife to have a boyfriend. Um, I'm going to read that one more time because I just got a text that kind of got in the way. Why a husband allows his wife to have a boyfriend? Because you know what? He, some guys will do whatever it takes for their woman to be satisfied, even if, it, even if they can't satisfy them themselves. They just want to see their wives happy. I think that's just crazy. Uh, the answer here is uh, somebody by the name of Jennifer did answer this question. She said, my husband allowed me to have a boyfriend as he realized that it's not a threat to our marriage. It makes me happy and satisfied, and I bring home the energy I get which benefits our family. I can be a better and more attentive mom for our children and a more caring wife to my husband. How do you explain this to your kids, though? Now, you can keep this away from your kids for as long as possible. But I'm going to tell you this. The kids will eventually find out, and then you're going to have to explain that shit. Now, she somewhat understands the assignment is that it's all all it is is just her getting a little loose having a little fun bringing that energy and maybe even learning something new sexually to bring to her husband personally i don't condone that to a i don't condone that that's not that's not the avenue of approach if, if my wife is not happy or if i'm not happy we will find ways together to figure that out where we won't need a third party to interject and, and make Things change now again i did a swingers episode and all that shit if it works for you great if it you know it's not for everyone okay and then the, i'm gonna read another answer too uh oh this guy by the name of eflow eflow says well my guess is he may not be able to perform as he did at one time he feels guilty and wants her to enjoy that part of her life as well probably after the discussion they both agree it would be okay so she may have had uh, she may have had person in mind, found one online or in the neighborhood, 
Also, there's a possibility she's wanted to try a threesome at some point. Very good valid points, okay? Maybe the guy can't get it up. He has ED or he just doesn't have it in him anymore and he doesn't want his wife to be deprived. But then you got somebody else doing your job. I mean, how does that make you feel as a man? Okay, I think that would make you feel a certain way. But I guess in his case, it's like, well, you know, as long as my wife is happy, you know, I'll be okay and I'm cool with it. Whatever floats your boat, good for you. Next question I got here. Uh, should I let my gay son have three guys over? Um, I don't know. I'm just... Okay, now, 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 we, we got to look at it in, in, in some sort of way. Like, how old is this, uh, how old is this, your, your, uh, son? You know what I mean? Like, is he a fucking, like, 16, 17 years old? Or, you know, is that any different from, like, having your son have a sleepover, have his friends come over, or you go to their house? Is it that much different? I don't know. Let's see. Somebody did answer that question, though, by the name of, uh, Scott. He says, why not? I would rather them fool around under the, my roof than the streets or some grown man's house. Wow. Hell, I messed around with my teenage buddies, and I have five grown sons and seven little grandsons. My boys know I played around, and when we went camping, they each brought a buddy. I would tell them I would be outside for about an hour, smoking and sitting around the campfire drinking beer. From their giggling and moaning, I knew they were playing around. I would just chuckle, thinking they were just like me at that age. I have never said anything or acted like I knew, but the smell in the tent was very strong. Okay, that's really... That is really descriptive, um, Scott. Yeah, sit your ass down. All right, the next answer. Uh, somebody said hot story. That's crazy. I mean, look, if you are a parent, just, just, just ignore all that shit. You're a parent. You have a gay son, okay? Let's just put an age on him. He's 16 years old, okay? Your son is gay. He's 16. You accept it. Cool, bam, whatever, right? Okay, he's gay. He has somewhat of an interest, a love interest or something that comes to that wants to stay over with him, you know, for the weekend or the night, you know what I mean? Is that any different from, you know, inviting, like, if he was a straight kid, right, you know, is it any different than, you know, his friend coming over to stay over, right? You know, would you be cool with it? I mean, I don't know. I, I think, personally, if that was me, right, and I had a gay son, and he, he wanted his, uh, oh, gay buddy to come over, then, yeah, fuck it, let him come over, but, you know, the, if you're one of those parents that set ground rules, you set ground rules, because you got to respect the house, right? Now, let this guy... That first answer, he was just like, you know, I'd rather have my son and his buddy at, under my roof than, you know, him running around in the streets, which I, which is admirable, you know? And it's fine. Like, again, set ground rules, right? Hey, you ain't going to be doing that crazy shit. You guys are just hanging out, cool, but you ain't going to be doing anything crazy in my house. Set some ground rules. I think you'll be fine. All right, so the next one, um, <clears throat> let's see what the next question is. Ooh, now this... Um, I was listening to a radio show um, on uh, Sirius Satellite Radio. I listen to it every day. Um, Lord, no, this was on, what was this? Um, yeah, yeah, it was on Satellite Radio. And it, they talked about friends with benefits and does it work or whatever, right? And um, this question is, have you ever tried the idea of friends with benefits? Did it work? Personally, me? No. I should actually do an episode on that because, you know, that seems to be a pretty a pretty big thing nowadays. And, you know, it does come with complications. This woman, Irene, did answer the question by saying, depends on what you mean by work. In my personal experience, men looking for uh, friends with benefits just want a lover, but are afraid to just say that. Commitment issues. So I felt the friends part wasn't quite there. So only see that very occasionally, great sex though, they're not bad men. 
but I've gone back to more traditional dating while still keeping them in my phone. I don't think men have a hard time being friends with a woman. They understand marriage. They understand being a boyfriend. The only thing they're clear on with friends with benefits is that they don't get to ask about seeing other men. They know they have a good deal. Yeah. They know that it's like, it's like um, having a phone without a contract. You know what I mean? Friends with benefits is like having a prepaid phone. You know, you just, you want to put minutes on the phone whenever you want to put minutes on the phone. You know, you want to stop by and get your minutes filled up. You know what I mean? Then you do that. Now, being on the contract means that you're in a more committed relationship, a marriage, right? You're on a contract, you know, phone, you know, a prepaid phone, friends with benefits. You just fill up whenever you want to fill up. Nice little metaphor. I know you like that. Uh, let's see. There ain't no more answers to that. <laughs> All right. But this next question, ooh, this next question right here. Um, this question is what things completely ruined your life? Now you ain't going to believe the answer to the, what this person answered. There's an, somebody answered this question. What things completely ruined your life? This person said, Clinton, which looks to be a female says pornography and masturbation ruined this person's life. Okay. Pornography and masturbation. Uh, this person Clinton says, I admit even now I'm still struggling. The reason why I'm sharing this is it's the one way to get rid of it. When you share something which is negative about you, it loses its power. It already destroyed some parts of my life, and I'm not going to let it overpower me and destroy more. Take charge and pray to God. I'll be. All right. And somebody did answer the, answer, uh, the question or answered her. It says, uh, sorry that you are struggling, but if you are going to offer that up, it would be nice if you went into more detail. Why did it destroy your life? What are some warning signs that let you know that you might have a problem? Which is what that person skipped out on. Now, for some people, especially how easily accessible it is, porn can be very addictive and can be dangerous. It, because I've heard cases where porn gives you a false idea of how sex is supposed to be. You start wanting to out, you know, live out those those scenes and those fantasies. And it's a very twisted um, perception of what sex is supposed to be like. Porn is like, these are not lovers that are doing this. These are, these are simply actors and actresses just doing it. You know, it, it does it, it takes away from what sex is supposed to really be about. And then as far as like masturbation, that can be a problem. Like, I, I don't know, like there's ways you can mitigate that. Like go outside, exercise, get your mind off these things. But porn, and ma porn addiction and masturbation addiction goes hand in hand. How do you get rid of it? Now, this person did not go into detail about it, but there are websites that you can go and you can find out. And then, of course, you got to find some uh, some some ways to just like, you know, get rid of it. Just try to stop because it, it can be dangerous to a point Like you can't control yourself. And, you know, I can see porn ruining somebody's life. You know what I mean? Because, again, it can hinder relationships pretty bad. I mean, that's something like it may sound funny, it may sound crazy, but it actually does happen. It really do. All right. This next one, which is another masturbation uh, question. Does masturbation help with depression? Okay. Well, this person by the name of Starflesh, yes, Starflesh, says, well, this is going to be from my experience personally. So take this as you will. But for me, when I was going through my depression, masturbating helped a bit. It definitely took my mind off a lot of things and kept me calm for a while. At least that was before things got bad again. I've heard it rids anxiety and stress, but I didn't really think about masturbation to ease off the depression. But I also heard that masturbation also has adverse effects and it does lead to depression and other things too. 
But I think this is more on a case-by-case basis. I don't think this... I think it affects people very differently as far as masturbation, okay? Now, yeah, it can be a stress reliever for the moment. You know what I mean? Or it helps to go to sleep. I'm pretty sure all of us can attest to this that sometimes it takes for that to go to sleep. Am I lying? Come on, we're all adults here. Um, let me see what other answers we got here. Uh, Chris, it says, it does help with anxiety. And this person by the name of Husker says, I actually disagree. It does the opposite effect to your brain, especially if you're watching pornographic stuff while doing it. It drains your dopamine like no other. Best way to cure depression is to get on a solid diet, get exercise a few times a week minimum, and get plenty of quality sleep. Also watch movies that will make you laugh. Be around people that are positive and make you laugh. And try your hardest to stay off your phone. Good luck with that, buddy. Constantly scrolling on your phone will deplete your dopamine. There's plenty of studies done on it. Best of luck. And of course, there's other answer. Eat well, exercise. Keeping your mind off sexual things. In this day and age, in this hypersexualized society we live in, that is extremely fucking difficult. You can't go a day without getting on social media and you, or Instagram or TikTok, just seeing somebody shaking their body, shaking their ass and shit for some likes, doing the most dumbest fucking dance or, or posing in pictures like, hey, you know, look at this cake I baked today. Meanwhile, their titties and shit is out all over the cake. I can't even see the goddamn cake. All I see is titties over the cake. Like, I, I want to see the cake, not the titties. I want to see the cake. But you get the idea. It's everywhere. It's kind of hard to um, to break away from unless you just turn your phone off. But even then, like, even you walk around and shit, especially here where I live at, um, the way, like, some of these women and shit dress up, it's crazy. Even the guys out here running around with no shirts and shit, you know, I'm pretty sure that's rallying up some of the girls and even some of the guys. Um, But no shit, like, I guess you just got to figure it out. The thing is you have to distract yourself. How do you do it? It's completely up to you. Anything can get your mind off of it. All right, so uh, let's see. Hmm. Let me see. Oh, what we got here? What we got here? What we got here? I think I read this one before. What the hell kind of? Oh, hell, this is a good question. All right. And I think I might do an episode on addictions. Okay. What is the hardest addiction to break? You know, for a while, for me, it was biting my nails. I bit my nails and I was biting my nails up until probably about my mid-20s, late 20s and thank goodness i stopped that habit but that was one habit that was hard to break well this person um answered it's a long answer but i'm gonna read um she breaks it down she said uh, by the name of darlene she said um crack cocaine meth and cigarettes was her addictions that was hard to fight now she goes into more detail but i'm just skimming through because there's a lot that she wrote and that, you know, I, it just, I just broke it down to the, to the shit she just said that was, um, whatchamacallit, her addiction. Uh, this guy, Danny, he says, I'm a recovering addict and alcoholic. The hardest addiction to break for me is thinking. Hmm. The guy, this guy, Paul, says, I was a heroin addict, but the drug I hated the most was methadone. I actually remember going through cold turkey and dragging myself out of the bed to get a pack of smokes when I ran out. I couldn't eat or sleep or do anything. But I still managed to go out for cigs. Drugs and alcohol free now for close to up to 14 years. Now, this next one, David says, alcohol is a hard one to break. I've been through withdrawal more times than I could count. It scares me coming off of it now. I've had seizures, two minor strokes. I'm going abroad to go sailing with my dad in a month. 
and I hope he punches me if I ever think about drinking again. It nearly killed me so many times where I blacked out. Not sure if I was even going to wake up again. Now, in my family, at least back in the 80s and 90s, um, alcoholism was very, very big. I lost a lot of family to uh, alcoholism, okay? I'm pretty sure there's a lot of families who also went through the same thing. You know, you try to help that one alcoholic relative. You tried and you tried and you tried and it just didn't quite, it doesn't work. You know what I mean? You feel bad for them, but, you know, you got to take into account they're an adult. Now, some people may not agree, but alcoholism is actually a disease. It's been classified as a disease and it's one of the top diseases that are plaguing this nation today is alcoholism, especially after COVID. And even during COVID, alcoholism really spiked up because the, the social unplugging of the world happened and nobody could really socialize or go anywhere and people just fell into these these you know depressions and people found their cure in the bottle of liquor you know and it's quite sad but yeah um um, i'm gonna write that down because like i'd like to take this break between the seasons to write down topics addiction and some of the top addictions would definitely be an episode um in season 11 for sure all right so uh let's see here Uh, hmm Oh, okay. Here's another friends with benefits question. Okay. My friends with benefits is slowly pulling away. Should I text him or just let him miss me? I genuinely develop feelings for him. This is why friends with benefits don't fucking work to a point. It gets like, okay. It goes back to the age old question. Can a female and the male just be friends? Can they just be best friends? Sometimes that do turn into FWB. Right. And then you it, it, it can complicate the friendship. Again, there was an episode of Seinfeld that revolved around Jerry and Elaine, who used to date and who are now friends, become like just having casual sex here and there, you know, recreational, you know, just visit, have sex, boom, still friends. They had to decide if doing this was going to ruin the friendship. In this case, as you can see, she is starting to develop feelings for him. This guy, Chris, answered this question by saying, unfortunately, friends with benefits is not an alternative to dating. Friends with benefits is for people who don't want to be in romantic, monogamous relationships. Otherwise, he would have tried to date you. Chances are the reason he pulled away is because you started developing feelings for him and he's not interested in a romantic, monogamous relationship. Generally, the way that most actual friends with benefits situationships and is because one of the friends actually bumps into someone they want to actually date romantically. I would say very few turn into romantic, monogamous, monogamous relationships. Personally, friends with benefits should just stay friends with benefits. If this person decides to start astray away, you're, you're done. Your usefulness is done. Now find a new friend with benefits. That's the whole point. And being friends with benefits is so you don't have to be in a relationship. The minute you start catching feelings, you just ruined it. You absolutely ruined it. So, honestly, just go with the flow. If it ain't working, it's going to get old after a while. And it's only sometimes that those situationships turn into relationships. And it's very rare that it happens. So, more than likely, if you are in a friends with benefits situation, don't expect it to turn into a relationship. Just have fun and do what you want to do. That's it. But don't expect more. Uh, let's see. I think there's another answer to this. Um, hmm. Okay, this person here, this uh, other answer by Kathy, she says, if he's pulling away, he's probably won't, he probably won't miss you. The friends and benefits relationship is basically over. 
Don't play games. Respect his wishes. You broke the unwritten rules when you developed feelings for him, and now you'll have to deal with it and move on. It's sad and it hurts, but that's the risk of a friends with benefits situation. There's a reason it's not called love with benefits. I love this one right here, Kathy. She's absolutely right. That's why it's called what it's called. Listen, you can sit. People just date to fuck around, mess around, just have casual sex. That's cool. Eventually, you might want a relationship, but that's the thing. The friends with benefits thing, you might just hit that that lamb, that gold mine and be like, man, this person is so nice. They're caring. You know, we do more than just have casual sex. We go out and we do this. And now it's starting to turn into a relationship. Now you have to wonder if that's what the other person is thinking. Maybe the other person is whining and dining you as a friend with benefits to keep you a friend with benefits. Does it? But, you know, again, it could come off as being, you know, signs of a potential relationship. So you have to be careful. You, when you meet this friend with benefits, understand the assignment. Both parties have to understand the assignment and know exactly what the fuck they're getting themselves into because that's where that misconception come in. Somebody's feelings is going to get hurt and it's not good at all. All right, next question here. Let's see what we got. I got about five more minutes. Damn, this episode um, went crazy. This, this shit went fast. All right, this one kind of awkward. This question was asked, have you ever walked in on someone showering or changing at the gym? This lady, Dirty Princess, says the opposite. Some girl walked in on me and when I thought I was alone in the girls locker room at school, but I wasn't upset. Let's just say we both left in a happy mood. Okay. <laughs> well, that sounds like something happened in there, I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Now, um, now when you go to a gym, okay, uh, whether it be Planet Fitness, Crunch Fitness, you're bound to run into somebody who's kind of naked. That's just the way that shit works. Awkward? Could be. All you gotta do is just focus on where you're going. Tunnel vision, right? Don't stare too hard. It's like looking into the sun. You just take a peek and you look away before your eyes get damaged. Or don't even look at all. Just get the hell out of there and just do what you need to do. Uh, this guy by the name of Thomas... He answered the question by saying, I have at the gym a few years ago. Now I want to try sucking a cock after that. Hey, yo, nah, whoa, no, 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 no. Thomas, you definitely getting another, hey, yo, nah, buddy. <laughs> Good luck, Thomas. No, see, uh, when I go to the gym and I go shower, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I don't got time for all. That's crazy. <laughs> Oh, no. All right. Um, all right. Let's see here. Um, hmm. <sighs> hmm. Okay, that's a stupid question. I need to release my bowels. What do I do? Go in the fucking bathroom. What do you think? Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Next question. Um, how badly are inmates who harmed children really treated behind bars? Boy, you don't want to know how that goes. Even if this person survives, they... You go into a jail, for what I heard, and they find out you a kid toucher? You're done, buddy. You better off getting shot in the street. <laughs> All right, so the question again is, how badly are inmates who harm children really treated behind bars? All right, this guy by the name of Game Time says, When I was in jail, they brought a known child molester into our pod. The pods are 10 men cells, and there are 12 pods per unit. The co-new... Um, knew what he was doing. It happened to this guy numerous times before. He opened up pod one, put the 
Chomo in the cell and then left the unit. Um, no CO. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, no CO was around for about two hours. As soon as the CO was gone, all the pods started screaming that the guy is a pedophile. Kill him for about one and a half to two hours. This uh, the guy was beaten, screaming and wailing, banging his head against the glass wall. He survived, but just barely. So to summarize, if a pedo is put in jail, um, chances are he's going to die. Yeah, I mean pedos. Yeah, they don't play that shit in jail. And you got like hardcore killers, mass murderers in jail. And they don't fuck around when it comes to that shit. They don't play that shit. Because there's a motto and there's a code. No women, no kids. You don't fuck with kids at all under any circumstance. All right, boom, that's it. So yeah, they you, you go in there as a pedophile, your ass is out of there. So yeah, good luck with that shit. All right, next one. Let's see what we got here. Uh... Next question. I got about, what, two, two more minutes. <sighs> Let me see what I got. Uh, mm, all right, here's, another, here's your typical all-American question. Has anyone ever cheated on their partner or had an affair and then never did it again? Or is it saying once a cheater, always a cheater, pretty spot on? I think in most cases it's pretty spot on because people do go and cheat again, but there are people who um do cheat once and then um they don't cheat again so um yeah i don't know it depends let's see what uh let's see some answers here some short answers i don't got time to read a bunch of little like long ass answers uh this person by the name of kitty 600 says one time as in just hooking up or once or twice or do you consider someone who has a full on affair for a year or more can be one time mistake as well um, this person, Birdie, says an affair is not a mistake. It takes a lot of planning, manipulation, and deceit for a person to have a relationship outside of their marriage or committed relationship. That is totally different from a hookup and an affair. There are feelings possibly, and in most cases, love for the affair partner. A person who can betray their spouse and family by living a secret life will at some point cheat again. My opinion, I believe once they have gotten away with it for so long, they will be, a be they will be better at deceiving their spouse and others again. Which is true. You because you know that's where the whole once a cheater always a cheater is because you get away with a crime so much you're just gonna commit more of the crime. This person Leia says just one year long affair. You think that could possibly be considered a mistake? You know better. Yeah, you know absolutely better. <coughs> Listen, it depends. Some people do cheat, but I will say this: cheating is not a mistake. I'm gonna say it one more time: cheating is not a mistake. I just need people to be clear on that. Because you always hear that shit like, oh, you know, I made a mistake, hun. I'm sorry. I just wasn't in the right state of mind. Get out of here. No. You know exactly what you were doing. The problem is you got caught. That's the problem. All right. I'm going to read one more question. And then I'm done with season 10. Then you have to wait for season 11, which is only in a few days. So you don't got to wait too long. Um, What the fuck? <laughs> I'm not even going to read that one. This is, that one's fucking stupid. Um, ooh, this this one is good, and I'm leaving this one alone. My husband found my Tinder profile and now wants to divorce me. What do I do? Well, honestly, you better start swiping right. Game over, my friend. Game over. Uh, this woman, Diana, said, I think first focus on yourself. Ask yourself if you want to be married. Are you prepared to put in the work? Are you willing to take ownership of your choices? Seek individual counseling. If your husband is open to it, attend counseling together. B, 
be at peace with whatever the outcome. It would be unfortunate if you're not able to save your marriage, but hopefully you'll be able to reflect that in life. Every choice has an outcome. Honestly, that's a very mature answer. I thought it was going to be something off the wall. Listen, <laughs> here's one tip from me. No married man should have a Snapchat. I've heard that from somewhere before, and I truly believe it, and I don't have Snapchat. What do I look like? I'm fucking 16. Why would I want to Snapchat in the first place? If you're a married man or woman with a Snapchat, delete it. Delete it. Unless you're making money off of it somehow, then you know I can't, I can't stop your hustle. But overall, just, I don't know, man. That shit ain't for me. Listen, you're going to get caught. If you're messing around, chatting, like even texting, texting another person, male or female, can be perceived as cheating. Now, that's another big question. Is texting another woman cheating? Now, some people think, well, it depends on the context. Others just say, yeah, that shit is just straight out cheating. I don't know. We'll leave that for a... um another episode sometime in season 11 we'll see how that one goes all right but hey it's about that time thank you thank you and thank you for 10 great seasons of the daily mind podcast i know i don't have uh joe rogan numbers yet but please please spread the word i'm still trying to get some guests i mean i'm trying to see how i could get phone guests i'm working on that too that'd be pretty cool too rather than ask strangers you know just calling my phone Anyway, hey, stay tuned next week for season 11, whenever that may start. Thank you for listening. There's plenty of episodes to go back to. And, of course, my email. If you have any suggestions for an episode or some, just want to send me an email, thedailymindpodcast at gmail.com. And, again, every episode comes with a link where you can hit and send me a message pertaining to that episode. All right? So, hey, look for it. All right. So, hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. And enjoy your weekend. And look forward to next week when we do it again. All right, have a great night. Ciao.